Welcome to Financial Talks with Drew Dennett. Today we're going to be talking about a hotly debated topic, which is buying versus renting. Ed, what are your thoughts on this? I think this is going to be a great episode because I come from the renter's point of view and you're coming from the owner's point of view. So I think this is going to be a really good conversation. What about you? I, I agree. I think it's going to be a great conversation. I think there's a lot of people out there looking at whether they should rent or buy. And I think this is going to be really the the generation that's buying their first home. Because if you're looking at buying the GTA, it may be extremely difficult for you to buy in the GTA. Um, you may be looking outside of the GTA. And that's some things we're going to be touching on with this podcast. Amazing. So let me tell you some things that I actually, I prefer when it comes to renting. So right now, if I bought the condo that I was living in, I probably have to put down a down payment of a hundred to $120,000. And I'd still have to make payments of, let's say 2,500 once I factored in mortgage and property tax, condo fees, and right now, I'm only paying 1700 bucks per month. So that's a good $800 savings. Uh, and I don't have to put out $100,000 to $120,000. And that means I couldn't live in this area. And I love where I live. So I, I think the amount of money that I'm saving, both in the uh, monthly cash flow of 800 Plus, not having to put that down payment of a hundred to one hundred twenty thousand allows me to save towards other goals like investments and retirement. So uh, that's something that I prefer. What do you prefer when it comes to owning? You know, I what I prefer when it comes to owning is having your own place, doing whatever you want with it, um, having a physical asset you know a lot I think comes from my thought process of like looking at my parents and seeing that you know they really didn't save much they didn't do anything really and their primary investment was their primary residence and luckily that it went up over the years and I think property over 10 15 20 30 years is going to have substantial growth as a physical asset and you can use that asset to leverage and invest and buy more property or invest in the stock market or do whatever you want but you know when you buy your home you're thinking i'm going to be paying it off in 25 to 30 years so if you're buying your home in your first home in your 30s or early 30s by the time you're retiring you don't have a mortgage payment or anything like that right i love that point yeah and you have a lot of equity in the home too the other thing is that when we buy, I think when you're buying, when you're thinking about buying and renting, what you really have to think about is, you know, what type of lifestyle you want to have, what type of payments are you looking for that's going to be comfortable for you, and where you want to live. Because honestly, that all depends on your what you're going to choose. So, for example, if you look at my area, and I take a look at my area all the time, um, looking at the prices and everything like that. So if mm-hmm. you were to buy a home um, in our area, a detached home, you're looking at a million dollars or a little bit over a million dollars. Um, some homes are going for a million too. But let's say easy numbers, mm-hmm. a million a million dollars. 
uh, for you to buy that house, anything that hits a million and over, you have to do 20% down. CMHC won't cover it, so you have to do 20% or and over. Um, so if you did the minimum and did 20% down, got an $800,000 mortgage, you're looking at around you know a $2,900 a month mortgage payment. You also have to pay, factor in property tax, utilities, and everything like that. So you're looking at $3,600 to $3,700 a month. Whereas if you were to rent, you don't have to do the $200,000 down and you would only rent for $2,700, $2,800 a month. So there's significant savings there. That being said, you know, I'm paying off my mortgage by, you know, $20,000, $22,000 a, a year is going towards the equity in my in my property and also over the last three years that i lived here i've seen exponential growth in equity or in the price of the home the market value of the home now you know i always say never when you're buying a home don't think of um the price fluctuations especially your primary residence because if you were to move from your primary residence to another home it doesn't matter if your house went up or down because that other house has gone up the same amount as your house if you're moving in the same area if you're moving in a different area there might be slight differences but that logic still applies right mm -hmm. so no, you know the good points yeah so there's a lot of things you need to think about i still think home ownership is one of the best ways to go um but you know if you can't get into the market because of the down payment or the monthly payments or just getting a mortgage approval then it, you might want to look at different areas uh, which are further outside of the gta but if you're not willing to leave the gta then maybe renting is the option for you yeah like i also love certain stuff like leasing flexibility i don't have to walk into a property and make a two three-year commitment like you do with owning mm -hmm. and generally it's longer than that we have amortizations where you can stretch it 25 30 years so you're really stuck to this one house this one mm -hmm. location where if I wanted to, I could relocate for a job or yeah. for lifestyle reasons. Maybe I have yeah. a family. I want to go to the suburbs. Maybe I want to retire. Mm -hmm. I'm going to head to um, you know, somewhere that's a little bit more peaceful. So and, and adding to that, I mean, you know, you could move. Like, say your mortgage is a five-year term or a four-year term. You can move after those terms or you can even move within those terms. The only thing I want people to understand is transaction costs of selling and buying a home is extremely high exactly. and you don't really notice it until it's happening, but you do lose a lot of money from moving from house to house. That's exactly why I said like a two to three year commitment, because the amount of money that you'll make, you'll lose that in a transaction cost if you're buying and selling constantly just with real estate commissions and with uh, losing out on like the well you have to pay the land transfer taxes and lawyers uh penalties on mortgages it's just a lot of money uh if you're don't plan it out correctly um another thing that i i enjoy uh living as like a renter is how carefree it is so it gets um Anytime I have a problem, I'll just call my landlord and they'll come and fix it. So it's, 
I mean, it's not like a lot of money, but it's it's still money in my pocket that I don't have to pay out. And then things like landscaping, like decorating, uh, upgrades. Again, this is money that's not coming out of my pocket. And I remember uh, you were telling me when you first walked into your house, you had to, you put the down payment, but you also had to spend additional money to uh, uh, get the appliances and the HVAC uh, and all these costs just add up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know that's that's something that I've personally uh, uh, enjoyed as being a renter. Are there any other things that you've uh, appreciated when it comes to owning a property? You know, I think it's more like, it feels like, you know, your home, you own it. You, you know, I have uh, kids now. I have uh, one kid and one kid on the way. It's nice to have a, a room for them both. I mean, you could rent and get all these luxuries, but it's also, you know, knowing that I'm going to leave a legacy behind for my kids once I do go away. They, you know, potentially have an inheritance from property or, you know, when I'm renting, I can use the equity to, to continue to rent. Um, let's use a, a couple that's near retirement, right? Even if they did take money back out of their home to use for living expenses and whatnot once they retire, and say they retire over, you know, 65 and up, you know, the, the interest, if they converted it to like a home equity type of product, the interest on their mortgage, because they would have paid it down to an extreme low amount, you know, isn't going to be as much as what rent would be in the market right now. So like, you know, if your parents are looking at downsizing or they're looking at renting or anything like that, do a simple calculation, move their mortgage into an interest only bearing product and see what their payments are versus what they would pay in rent. So for a $300,000 mortgage with the 2% interest rate, you're looking at what, $6,000 a year, right? That sounds about right, yeah. So, you know, if your parents have a $500,000 mortgage, that's $10,000 a year. Are they going to find an apartment or a condo in the city? Especially, you don't want to be in those high-density apartments or condos. You're going to be looking for houses or whatnot for your older parents. How much are you going to be renting them out for? You're not going to be renting it out for $10,000 a month. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to disagree on a point that you made. Um, I think the older you get, you don't want to deal with stairs. And I, I agree with your density point. But mm-hmm. there are uh, uh, condos in like suburbs uh, where it's it's retirement homes, and and the whole point is you don't have to deal with the the maintenance of the yeah. house. Yeah, I mean the point is that you can get a bungalow, you can do a condo, you can do any type of senior retirement living. But the point is that even if you go into one of those senior retirement living, unless you they have a six hundred or seven hundred thousand dollar property. You know, going on interest only bearing product and paying that rent is still going to be substantially less, even if interest rates go up to a certain point, right? I agree. I also want to touch upon some uh, stuff for first time home buyers. Uh, there's a lot of programs that the government offers when you are owning, uh, such as the land transfer tax rebate. 
Uh, also, you're able to withdraw from your RRSPs up to thirty-five thousand dollars and repay that over a fifteen-year uh, time frame. So, you do have these、uh, programs as well as the down payment, where if you put five percent down, the government will also match five percent. I think they'll go up to ten percent. So, you put the ten percent. The government will come in and put the ten percent. And help boost your down payment so that your monthly payments are lower. We talked about this the、uh, last podcast,、um, so you know pros and cons to that approach as well.、Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like when you sell, I think you mentioned this: the fact that you are principal、uh, residence exempt,、uh, mm-hmm. you don't pay any taxes. On your on your home on your primary residence, and I think、mm-hmm. that is、uh, a, a phenomenal big big point、uh, mm-hmm. when you end up、uh, owning. And then just last point that I wanted to make: historically, housing has been an inflation hedge. So all that means is that the money the government prints out money every year, and real estate it will go up. You know, depending on the market, sometimes way more than inflation, sometimes less than inflation. But historically, it's been a good、uh, hedge against inflation.、Mm-hmm. So、uh, that's just some stuff that I've noticed when it comes to the pros of owning. Do you?、Mm-hmm. Did, you uh, did I miss anything, Jude? I think you know. No, I think I feel like you caught up a bunch of scenarios there that make sense for owning, and I think you know owning is a great. Tool for helping with your investing, helping you set yourself up for retirement to get rid of a cost. You know, be conscious of paying down that mortgage. In terms of renting, renting is still, I think, a great option. It's just what you want in your lifestyle. If renting seems like it's more of a, a convenient lifestyle versus owning, there is a bit more、uh, problems with o- home ownership. But again, it's it's what you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. Let me let me talk about some stuff that I don't appreciate about、mm-hmm. renting. So there's a lack of stability.、Uh, if landlords、uh, want to sell the property or they have their family members moving in,、mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to find another space and、mm-hmm. I need to change locations. It could also be on a relatively short notice. Let's say I've been paying a rent in a place for five years. The money that I'm going to have to pay being a new renter is going to be more than what I was probably paying in that existing place. So I do the lack of stability that with renting.、Mm-hmm. I think that. The quality of neighborhoods. I'm just being very general here. I think neighborhoods with high rates of rental occupancy are less attractive because you have residents that come and go frequently. So people don't necessarily,、uh, let's say, treat it like a home、uh, in the sense that they may not be as respectful to their neighbors.、Mm-hmm. Or- Uh, you know, you see short-term rentals in a building, and、mm-hmm. it can happen on your own. But I just feel like there's, there's the residents just kind of they they come and go more in my condo than, for example, in your neighborhood. What's your what's your thoughts on that? And and what are some cons that you have 
uh, owning a property? I think it's just like you said, the flexibility of leaving when you want to, the cost, the transactional cost of um, leaving your primary residence is expensive. Like, you know, it's, it takes up quite a bit in terms of commissions for real estate agents, land transfer taxes, um, that moving you'll end up fees. Yes, moving fees. There's, there's just, it's just costly to move. So, you know, when you buy your first home, it's not your, it's, it's not the dream home. You know, we bought our first home thinking, hey, we're going to stay here. We're living it for, you know, as long as we can. And then we're going to go try to get our next property that, you know, is probably going to be our forever home. And especially with house prices where they are, you know, most people are going to go and buy a condo or a townhouse. And then, you know, they're, they might want to get to a detached in a specific area. But, you know, you can't jump into it right away and you have to make these these moves. But every time you make those moves, you're paying substantial money, right? So, Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also think, like, when, when you own a property, uh, mm-hmm. there's also some cost to purchases. So, like, depending on provinces, mm-hmm. when you buy newly constructed homes, you may be asked to pay a GST or a HST. I do know like purchases, they, they are eligible for a new housing rebate. So you do get some of that money back, uh, mm-hmm. but it could get a little bit on the expensive side and, and fees may, may come up that you never anticipated, mm-hmm. especially if you're working with maybe an inexperienced uh, a real estate uh, broker. Yeah. Um, another sorry, thing I want to point out is like, you know, for us with two kids, we want to make sure we're in a good school district. But good school districts tend to have high prices. So, you know, for a renter, it, it might be easier to get into those good districts without having the same capital cost in terms of monthly payments, property tax, um, etc. That's a very good point. Jude, have you ever... Uh, I'm going to go back to opportunity cost. Have you ever uh, felt, let's say, trapped uh, a little bit financially because you're, all your money is in that home? You, all, you got all that equity, you put all the down payment, and it could be significant, but mm-hmm. the access to it, it's not as liquid. Have you ever been frustrated uh, at situations? Maybe you couldn't access capital because it's in your home, and then, you know, like what's your, what was kind of your thoughts on that? No, you know, I'm not frustrated too much about that. You know, I know I can take out a home equity line of credit and get access to a certain amount up to, you know, 80% of the value of your home. And I, I, would, I wouldn't ever want to take out 100% or 95% or whatnot of the value of my home. Um, I think it's more, um, what I'm more afraid of is like if I want to start up my own business, um, which I always think about, it's it it's hard to do that because you have this such a large mortgage whereas if you are renting you can find a place that suits the budget right maybe two grand or uh you know two grand a month is reasonable for rent for you know a family of four right so i mean you might move out further you might do something else and get something for cheaper but i mean i think having such a high mortgage payment 
um, deters me from doing something a bit more risky. But that being said, I think I would have to live in the GTA just because I would want to be near my family, my parents, my wife's parents, my wife's family, my family. So like in the end of the day, it might not be the mortgage that's the problem. It's just where everyone's located. Mm-hmm. I got a, a little bit of like a personal question, but just, mm-hmm. just so that people can kind of get an understanding of how um, there's ongoing costs to a property, owning a property. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much is your uh, yearly property tax and how much do you pay every month in utilities as well as uh, any insurance, home insurance bills? Just, just curious, like throw some numbers at me. I think property tax is around sixty five hundred for us. Whoa! Yeah, Got because it. you know you're in a when you buy. That's the thing people don't realize when you buy brand new homes that were done recently. The property taxes are usually a lot higher because the impact values are higher than old homes that you would be buying. Um, and then you know, there's also I think it might potentially be a bit higher than the sixty five hundred, but. Let's say sixty five hundred utilities, hydro, and everything like that. I'm I'm thinking around two hundred dollars a month. Waste management. It might be a tiny bit more, two fifty. Um, and then your insurance. I don't think insurance is too much on our property. It might be like fifty dollars a month. Um, so yeah, there's some substantial costs there that you know you have to remember. That's all getting added into your your cost that you're not recoup recouping it's not going into the equity of your home you're not paying down your money it's a form of rent right so so let's just recap the numbers mm-hmm. so roughly 650 a month for property tax 250 for hydro utilities and an extra 50 bucks for home insurance that's 950 dollars extra per month outside of a mortgage payment Mm-hmm. I just wanted to highlight that to our listeners. It's a lot of extra costs that you need to anticipate if you do go down the home ownership routes. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a question in terms of uh, volatility. Uh, so, do you ever notice? prices going up prices going down in real estate and does that have any emotional impact on you do you ever get worried if it goes down excited when it goes up talk to me about that no i don't really care because i don't own rental properties if i own rental properties i would care more and unless I go negative equity, I don't really care. That the reason why is because it's your primary residence. You're gonna have a housing cost, um, and if I do move, everything around me is gonna go up and down the same way. So it's not like I'm losing out on moving to another property in the future, right? Um, and it's it's like investing in the stock market. I'm not investing in a primary residence over the short run i'm going to be in a in a i'm going to be continuously living in a primary residence until i die right so um unless you know when i retire if i sell it or something like that but that being said it, it doesn't really matter for me if it fluctuates going up or down now if i had investment properties that would be a different story 
Got it. No, that's that's a great insight. Uh, what I'll say is, uh, as a renter, I mm-hmm. do look around and see that homes can become less affordable if prices ex- increase for an extended period of time. And I think mm-hmm. Toronto's real estate is a perfect example. Uh, Ten years ago, I could have bought a condo for under three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And now, in today's market price, I'm paying easily over five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So, if you do rent, you may be eventually pricing yourself out of the market, and mm-hmm. it may no longer be realistic for you to be able to enter that market. As well as every year, there is an increase in my rent. Now, it's, mm-hmm. it's not bad, but it's something that you need to factor in. Uh, usually it increases with inflation. So for me, I also get a, a salary increase every year, but somebody who's maybe on a fixed income or they're retired, uh, these increases can impact the amount of money you have to spend for groceries and kind of your day-to-day expenses. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to highlight some of the cons that I know I've thought of and experienced while living as a renter. It's not mm-hmm. always perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in what's your concluding thought? Do you think, you know, what are you for or is there, are you indifferent between the two? So I do get the benefit of having both the owning I own rental properties and I do rent. Overall, I do believe that you want to own if you can afford it. Uh, Even if it's just from an investment standpoint, let's say you don't know where you're going to live in three years from now. Looking at real estate as an investment, one part of the portfolio, and hopefully you also have your stocks, your cash, you know, your bonds, your GICs. Staying diversified is very important. And I don't think you want to ignore real estate. I think you should try to have some sort of uh, investment into it. Uh, and that's that's just my, my thoughts. From a mm-hmm. wealth building standpoint, mm-hmm. it, it, it's helped me tremendously. And if I ever need access to that money, like you said, I can always refinance that property versus my rent. I put the money and it's gone. I'm never going to get it back and I'm not going to see a return on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you do have to have a roof over your head. Not everyone can afford to buy, but I think if you can buy, uh, you should look to do it. And if your situation changes in the future, just go out and rent that property. What's mm-hmm. your you know, I agree with you. I I'm I lean a lot more towards buying versus rent. Um, I do know living in the most desirable places are extremely expensive. But you know, if you're a first-time home buyer, if you can't afford inside the city or the GTA, try looking outside. Um, you know, there's a lot of great cities out there: Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo, Guelph, uh, Brantford, like so many places outside of the gta where you can go and find something affordable buy something for like 400 500 even if you don't want to live there rent it out and it offsets your you know your rent where you're renting and um you know you could one day sell that and move closer in or 
continue to live there and work remotely. There's a lot of options you should always explore. Always do an analysis and do your due diligence and see what works for you. I love it. This has been a great episode. I feel like we talked about owning some of the pros being work, you know, low interest rates, uh, programs like the first time home buyers plan, land transfer tax rebates. We talked about accumulating equity in a property, it being an inflation hedge, the fact that you could sell your primary residence and it's all tax free. You don't have to pay any taxes on it. Uh, some of the cons to owning was that opportunity cost, the fact that you, you put in that down payment and that and that home and it's all tied up in that single that single asset. Mm -hmm. uh, one-time charges like closing costs, legal fees, land transfer tax, moving costs. Uh, we talked about ongoing costs like property tax and mm -hmm. insurance, uh, repair bills, maintenance. When you sell, you gotta pay commission on these sales. And also, you know, the volatility of that price is going up, they could go down. So I think you made some, some good pros and cons when it came to owning. And then on the renting side, uh, some pros were the fact that saving money on rent versus the all-in cost with ownership. The fact that you can diversify, you could put more of that money into other securities like stocks, bonds, reducing your overall risk. Uh, you, there's that flexibility of getting short-term leases and that carefree living when it comes to being able to call the landlord and get them to uh, uh, take care of any issues with the property. But then some cons to renting was the fact that there was that lack of stability. Landlords can sell or move in. Uh, sometimes the quality of the neighborhoods, they may not be as attractive because you have residents constantly moving in and out. And the fact that you may also price yourself out of owning a property if you uh, uh, rent for a long time and prices increase for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. So it's been great. Thank you so much for having this, this talk with me. Uh, it's been a blast. Yeah, it's been a blast. Thanks again. And if everyone listening likes this podcast, please subscribe, follow us and share it. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Thank you guys. Enjoy. Bye.